Welcome to another episode of 6 Minute Monday where I give you 6 tips and tricks to make you more efficient and effective in the weight room, the boardroom, and on a football field. Tip number 1. If you are using a program that is telling you to use a percentage of your 1 rep max to hit a certain number of weights, uh, sorry, a certain number of sets and reps in a workout, what I'd recommend that you do if that 1 rep max was taken on a day where you just did that thing. So if you go into the gym and you just do deadlift, or if you did it during a competition like a powerlifting meet, what I would say is take 90% of that actual competition one rep max and use it as your training one rep max, and then build those percentages off of that new number. So what does this mean, coach? Give me some actual numbers so this makes sense. So let's just say that you went into a competition, you bench press 400 pounds at that competition. I would not use that as my one rep max as a training max. What I would say is, okay, I'm going to take 90% of that number, so 90% of 400 is 360 pounds, and then use that as my one rep max, and then build my percentages off of that 360 pounds. This will prevent you from going uh, too hard, too fast, because you know when you're there's a competition or you're just doing one lift in that workout, you're all geeked out, and that number's going to be amplified, and you're going to do go too hard, too fast, and hit that wall too soon. Okay, tip number two, something that I've been uh, experimenting with. So this is a little shocking, but with all the recovery work, with all the breathing work I do, for some uh, insane reason, I was going to bed and completely injuring myself every single night. So literally, I get into bed, and I would brace up, and I would tighten up so much that I would wake up maybe two or three hours later in complete and total pain, like unable to move my knee, uh, unable to walk down a flight of steps, unable to bend over and tie my shoe or put a sock on. And I was actually dreading going to sleep because I would wake up in so much pain in a couple of hours. And I'd wake up at, like, say, midnight and have to foam roll or go for a two-hour walk. And uh, Joe Sarno hooked me up with uh, one of his yoga buddies. His name is Austin. I have no shot of pronouncing his last name right now, but he... I'm going to have this guy on a podcast soon. We talk through things that I can do to to meditate in a much better way than I was doing. Even when I was trying to work on my breathing, I was like a maniac. I only have one way of going in my life, and that's full speed. So I'm trying to meditate, and I'm actually wearing myself out doing that too. So he's given me some uh, some great videos to, to get me back into the present moment. I've been able to sleep without waking up with new injuries. He's, I've actually was killing myself in my sleep. And uh, these last few nights, things have been going really well. So, Austin, thank you. You are the man. I love the things you're doing for me. And I can't wait to share your brains with everybody else in this uh, advanced training world soon. Okay, tip number three. Uh, a show that I've been watching that's moved me. It's uh, called Marco Polo on Netflix. It's actually a couple of years old. There are only two seasons. It's a sick show. It is everything I wanted Game of Thrones to be. So I was a little disappointed at the end of Game of Thrones. But in this show, you actually get all the great battles of great warriors that you want to see. There's head-to-head matchups. It's sick. But there's two things that stood out in the show. Thing number one was that this it's about the uh, Genghis Khan, it's about Genghis Khan's descendants, and it's about the Mongol dynasty. And the Khan, what he he's the leader. He's the leader of this group. And what he keeps saying to the people around him and his wife and the people he confides in is that I have to make the hard decisions. Nobody knows what it's like. Every minute of my day is based on the thinking about everyone in this whole nation that we have. It's not just about me. It's not just about what I'm eating for dinner. I can never enjoy a moment because my mind is somewhere else. And I think if you've been a, a head coach or a leader of a big organization or a leader of a big program, you, you'll only understand that if you were in that position. So... 
I could relate to what this guy was saying because when you're in those positions, you're thinking about everything. Your mind is always somewhere else. You can never even be in the in the present moment. I guess kind of linking back to that whole meditation thing. So pretty sick. And there's a couple of times where he's saying to his wife, you know, you get to just live your life. I have to make these hard decisions. What hard decisions do you need to make? I have to make a hard decision every day. I don't want to ruin any of the show for you, but I'm, I am so sad it's over. It was awesome. Completely and totally awesome. Thing number two from that show, this is the most powerful man in the world at this point. And all everyone ever said about him, aside from questioning his decisions, was that he was fat. Now think about this. He's the most powerful man in the world, and all they could do is question his, uh, his weight. Now I'm not uh, fat shaming anyone. I'm just saying... It's really, it's insane the way people think uh, this guy's making these hard decisions every day, and people are overlooking that based on his appearance and the fact that he was not taking care of himself physically. I don't want to spoil too much for you, but the guy that tries to take his throne, completely jacked, six-pack, looks like a dude. All right, tip number four. Tip number four. This is a quote I've been thinking about. It said, uh, you are the sum of every decision you've ever made in your life. That's pretty sick. I'll say it again. You are the sum of every decision you've ever made in your life. So just think about that right now. As you look down at your body, every good decision, every bad decision, every Twinkie you've eaten, every protein shake you've had, every eight hours of sleep you've gotten, every two hours of sleep you've gotten, every uh, club you've went to, all the, every book you read, every book you decided not to read, you know, every nice thing you've ever said to somebody, every mean thing you ever said to somebody, you are the sum of all those decisions that you made. So every decision you make counts. Some make you a little better. Some make you a little worse, but start working your way to get a lot of a little little good decisions that are going to help you out. All right, tip number five, a productivity tip, and uh, this is going to go back to it's going to kind of be a quote, but it's something that Tim Ferriss has, says a lot. He says, uh, "Try and get one decision that eliminates a thousand other decisions." So I'll say that again: when you're in a business or an organization, try and make one decision that eliminates a thousand other decisions. So one good example, Southwest Airlines, I've said this before, they had said, uh, we want to be the cheapest airline that is out there. Okay, now everyone in the company, every decision they make can easily relate back to that one decision. So if you want to have a, a steak on the plane, nope, that one decision does not uh, make us the cheapest airline. Well, this links back to the productivity tip. I'm stealing this one from Nordstrom. They had one rule, and only one rule. It was in their employee handbook. And it said, use good judgment in all situations. Bang. Done. That's it. That's all they had to do. They, they've empowered their employees. Think about how productive their people can be because they don't have to keep going to their boss and say, should I do this? Should I do that? How should I do this? Should I do that? Nope. Their one rule, this is their employee handbook, it's one page. <laughs> use good judgment in all situations. Uh, I love it. And I feel like that one decision, of that eliminates a thousand other decisions and conversations that have to happen at Nordstrom. Okay, tip number six. I'm going to skip failures this week and go to the strangest thing that we've seen. Uh, so we've been running at Bloomingdale Park. We've been running on a hill for two reasons. One, I've been trying to rehab the injury that I think I've gotten through sleeping like a jerk. Uh, this is, <laughs> man, how stupid is that? Anyway, we've been running there. But as we're running there on these uh, cold, freezing, dark, 6 o'clock in the morning sessions up this hill, oh, the second reason is actually a really good workout. So the second reason is a great workout. But as we're running there, there's no one on that block. It's like a, de a dead-end street with a little cul-de-sac at the end and a nice hill, and there's just some dude parked there. So the first time we go there, we park, and the dude, he kind of sitting there, and then he pulls his car away. The second time we go there, he's like uh, sitting there, and then he blasts music. The third time he go there, he's sitting there, he's blasting heavy metal music, and he's, he gets out of the car. I don't know what he does, but he gets back in the car, and I'm just... 
I don't know. What is this guy doing at 6 o'clock in the morning? I don't know if he's trying to... I don't know what he's trying to do. Maybe he's trying to meditate in his car. Uh, it can't be a good place in his life that he's sitting on a dead-end street at 6 o'clock in the morning blasting heavy metal music. He may be thinking, what's going on? These idiots' life, 6 o'clock on a freezing morning, running up and down a hill for 20 minutes. But uh, I do think it's strange, and I'm pretty sure he's not very happy with the fact that we're working out in a place that he just wants to be alone. So, dude, if you're out there, I'm sorry. The rehab should be over pretty soon. I think today was our last hill sprinting session, but... uh. I hope you're safe. All right, people. Have a good rest of the day. Talk to you soon. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Element. That's L-M-N-T. What's Element? Element is the product that came into my life at exactly the right moment. I've been training hard. I've been sweating like a maniac. But unfortunately, after my sessions, I could never kick that feeling of dehydration. It didn't matter how much water I drank. In fact, the more water I drank, the worse it got. My body was telling me, you need more. You need electrolytes. But I refuse to go and buy some sugary sports drink and put that garbage into my body. Enter Element. What's Element? It's a tasty electrolyte drink mix. That's right. I said tasty. They have seven different flavors. My personal favorite is mango chili. But most importantly, it's got no sugar. It's got no gluten. It's got no garbage. It's got no guilt. Take it. You'll feel better. You won't feel like a bum after you drink it. You won't feel any guilt after taking it. To get your Element today, go to drinklmnt.com. Backslash George Mahoney. Again, that's drink. LMNT.com. Backslash George Mahoney. Get yours today.